For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And Nason was right there, and Nason had that shot that comes through. Now Carolina will track it down. Nason sending the bumper, the score on the power play. Jack Drury drills it home, and a fast start in New York for Carolina. Now Kochenkov turns it over he behind the net. Goodrow, and then he—that's legal too. Not tough turnover, but good finish. We'll see if he'll be credited with a check at he the uh, box score. And it's the right play. He was in no man's land. He said, "Let's get physical." Olivia Newton-John Newton approves for you, Trip. Now Ajo with it. And he'll go across. Svechnikov, they score! On the power play, Mr. Svechnikov. He stays red hot. And guess who got the assist? Sebastian Ajo. Ajo wins the draw, but it's given away. Trocek knocks it down. He tries to go loose. Save made by Kochetkov. And a sprawling play to knock it over the glass into the netting. Oh, Carolina getting a huge save by Kochetkov and backed up by Pesci. Well, Pesci's the one that created the madness. I mean, that's a play he never makes in the middle of the ice. And a big-time first save from Kochetkov. You see how Trocek tried to sell the pass to Panarin? And Kochetkov didn't bite. Now Shesterkin. We'll lose it to Stahl, out front for Martinuk, he scores! Oh, Stahl picks the pocket, and Martinuk cashes in. It's 3-1 Carolina. Chance for the Rangers. Cooley sends it back across, and Blake Wheeler couldn't find the handle as Kochetkov was well out of his net. Orlov made it an outstanding place. Fetchnikov was also in the vicinity. Would have been a tap-in. The Canes penalty killers do the job again. Natchez out of the box. Zero shots on that power play attempt. Chatfield gets one through, and they score! Net front presence. Jalen Chatfield gets it through. He had one here on January 2nd of 2023, and it looks like he might have another one here on January 2nd, 2024. The Canes will deflect this. It'll be scooped up. Svechnikov with speed. He scores! Oh, that is the magic in New York! Andre Svechnikov, a dazzling goal. And it's 5-1 Carolina. Now an opportunity for Lemieux out in front. And they score! What a beautiful setup. Michael Bunning finishes the setup from Brendan Lemieux. And it's 6-1 Carolina. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Well, welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. Hi, everyone. I am Adam Gold, and yeah, I'm back. Happy New Year. Uh, Good 2024 to you. Hope your 2023 ended well on a high note. Uh, for those people who remember, was it uh, uh, Madeline Kahn in uh, Blazing Saddles? Let's close on a high note. Anyway, I can't do a high note. Uh, very much an alto. Anyway, uh, great win for the Hurricanes tonight. 6-1 to one in New York against the Rangers. Great win. I wouldn't call it a great performance. I would call it a good performance. I would call it a great third period. And... 
I think the head coach is still about process. You know, obviously you got to get points, so he's happy about that. But if you heard him after the game, he didn't sound necessarily thrilled with the way they went about it. Uh, but this has become very much a special teams game and one that you rely on not only your special teams but your goaltender and that's what Carolina did tonight again and now in a four game winning streak only the second well the, it's only the second time they've won at least three games in a row this year but the first four game winning streak of the season three of these four wins have been all about the goaltender and special teams all of it it's just a remarkable run for Carolina's power play. You think about what the Canes have done with the man advantage, which going into tonight was up to fifth in the league, and it didn't hurt itself going two for four, no matter how bad the last two power plays might have looked. Um, But in the last five games, they're 10 out of 21. Last five games, 10 out of 21. So obviously they're creating more opportunities for themselves on the power play. Maybe all that lobbying has finally paid off. I don't know. Uh, but in a, their last 11 games, they have seven multi-power play goal outputs. In their last 11 games, seven times, they have scored at least twice on the power play. What a run. What do we Hurricanes fans, how do we handle this? We're not used to having a power, a lethal power play. We're used to joking about Carolina's lethal power play. But it looks pretty doggone lethal right now, doesn't it? Especially when Sebastian Ajo is, win, is winning offensive zone faceoffs, right? Especially when he's doing that. There's a lot of good that comes out of it when you win an offensive zone draw on the power play. Um, they score, uh, you know, on the, the second one is really right off the faceoff. Uh, it wasn't a set play necessarily uh, because Aho set up and surveyed a little bit, but he found Svechnikov uh, who kind of drifted back away from the goal just a little bit to create the lane. And that one-timer, Shesterkin had no chance. And then Jack Drury really got the ball rolling with his first the first power play goal of the game. It came less than two minutes in, his sixth goal of the season. And I think Drury's offensive production has been one of the truly great parts of what Carolina is trying to build here. Uh, and I think that there's been a little bit of pressure applied to Jesperi Kotkaniemi that I'm not sure he's handled all that well. Uh, because in my opinion, Jack Jury has outplayed him pretty severely over the last three, four weeks. Uh, although I thought there was an interesting little subtle uh, adjustment made by Rod Brindamore today when... Because Kokanami doesn't generally kill power plays, kill penalties, but he was out there on the penalty kill, and I wonder if Rod is looking at Kokanami and says, we need him to get going. So maybe if we throw him out there on some penalty kill time, even against the Rangers, uh, maybe it'll get him going. So we sent him out there late in the power play, late in the Rangers power play, and he made a couple of nice plays, and they helped kill it off. Uh, So we'll see if that'll get Kokanami going, but... Uh, he has been kind of dormant offensively, and Jack Jury continues to play well. Um, and it was cool to see Brendan Lemieux draw back in the lineup with Jesper Faust out, uh, and Lemieux now has three points on the year. Every single one of Lemieux's points has come against one of his former teams. Uh, he had a goal against the Kings, a goal against the Flyers, an assist, a gorgeous assist against the Rangers tonight. 
uh, backhand saucy pass over to Michael Bunting, who went forehand backhand to beat Shesterkin for the sixth goal of the night. And I understand there's some of you out there that think that Brendan Lemieux should be playing. And the, re- the reality is is that he's the 13th forward. He's the 13th best forward. There's nobody he should play over. So we need to stop. But it is cool that he can come into the lineup when needed and produce. He didn't play a ton tonight. He played about eight and a half minutes. Uh, and that's okay. You know, he, he does serve a purpose when he's on the ice. He doesn't not know how to play. Uh, but it was, it's, it was cool to see him get on the ice and also contribute to the cause. Uh, and that's very cool. Uh, when Tony D'Angelo drew in uh, a few weeks ago, D'Angelo contributed to the cause. So that's what you're looking for. Uh, that's why you have pros who are ready to step in when needed, whether it's D'Angelo on defense or, uh, or whatever D'Angelo does, uh, or Brendan Lemieux. These, you need these guys to be successful, especially over the long haul of an 82-game season. But let's get to a couple of things here. We'll try to go through some comments. Uh, I, am, uh, I am very thankful for all of you for hanging out and uh, you know giving me your time, sharing this time together, if you will, as we kind of talk through the Hurricanes. And it's obvious the things that are different over the last stretch here. Caroline has now won four in a row. They're eight games over NHL 500. That's obviously good. They are now five points behind the Rangers. They are firmly in second place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, At the very least, you want to get a home playoff series to start uh, because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, there's it's so tight. It is so competitive. Uh, you don't want to finish third. You want to have a home playoff game, home playoff series to open. Uh, so if you don't win the division, man, at least finish second. So Carolina just right now starting to you know go through the process of climbing the standings. It's about special teams play and goaltending. And we're going to start with the goaltender. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Jeff Monsine, who used to be the owner-operator of the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. His dad was as well. Sammy Hanna is now in charge. Let's talk about windows, or are they winders? I like to say winders because You winders, look like a winder guy. Yeah, but if you're thinking about custom-made windows, bay and bow windows, garden windows, double-hung sliders, all the windows are insulated, super energy efficient, tilt-in for cleaning, give the aluminum company a call. One of the great salesmen will come out, give you a free no-obligation estimate. Ryan can tell you a little can bit more. Can I talk more. to one of the great salesmen? Yeah, talk to him. I have Ryan Monsignor here. You know him. Do you have a favorite window? We do. My favorite's the double hung window like jeff said it tilts in easy to clean and it's energy star rated which means it's going to make your home a lot more airtight a lot more energy efficient too very good i like airtight i like energy efficient and i like the fact that you called your dad jeff aluminum company of north carolina on hamlin road in durham 800-672-4348 and aluminumcompany.com save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I still believe that Carolina is going to need a goalie. 
Who that goalie, what type of goalie that is, remains to be seen. I know they have inquired about John Gibson with Anaheim. What would it take to get John Gibson? What would it take to get John Gibson and have Anaheim absorb some of the salary? I think he's got three more years left. Um, What would you have to give up? Especially if you want to get Anaheim to eat some of the salary. Uh, Remember, Carolina's got Freddie Anderson, I think, for next year as well. And Kachetkov for another three years after this year. So Hurricanes have goalies under contract, but maybe, um, who knows what's going to happen, right? But right now, Pyotr Kachetkov is doing what he did last November and December, and that is making a lot of people believe that he is the real deal. And I would say that Kachetkov tonight, tonight, Not that it was the first time he played well, because he's played well. But I thought tonight was the first time it looked smooth. I thought he was very much a player in control of his game. And he delivered one of the better goalie checks that we have seen all year in the NHL. I'm sorry. Kachetkov entertains me. And I thought he was entertaining tonight. So um, if you're going to give the puck away, and it's Mika Zibanejad who's trying to get past you, squash him against the wall. And that's what he did. And he broke up the play with a very good check. Uh, it is fantastic. I don't, I mean, I guess he's credited with a hit. I don't know. Uh, but here's the numbers for Kachetkov in his last nine starts. Um, he's got a 6-1-2 record. He has a... 934 save percentage and he has allowed two or fewer goals in seven of those nine starts two or fewer in seven of those nine uh and here's the thing in one of the other two where he allowed three remember it was the game against Vegas and the two goals the last two goals came so late they were so inconsequential and throw in by the way the goal that he gets Scored on, I guess, wink, wink, uh, in Toronto. Was that puck in the net? I don't know. Anyway, it's a great save, even if it was a goal. You see what Kachetkov is building here in the last nine starts. And again, one of those was the Islander debacle, where he gave up five goals on 28 shots. 934 save percentage in these, in these nine starts. Um, and he is absolutely the guy... Until further notice. And as long as he can stay healthy uh, and maintain mental focus, we'll see We'll see how far it takes us. And we'll see if it can bridge all the way to the return of Frederick Anderson. Uh, but I will say this, if Kachetkov is playing this way when Anderson comes back, Anderson will back him up. There's no, I mean, he'll play. Though maybe they'll split the time, but... I just don't see how you don't ride with Kachetkov if, in fact, this is the Kachetkov you're getting. Freddie will be ready. Freddie will be ready to go, and you've got Auntie Ranta as well uh, in the wings. All right, so the goaltending has been great. Uh, the save that he made on Vincent Trocek uh, early in the second period, in a at that point it was still a 2-0 game, uh, was, I thought, the save of the night for Kachetkov because it could have very easily 
uh, been a goal. Probably should have been a goal. Brett Pesci giveaway in the middle of the defensive zone, which was inexplicable to me. Uh, Vincent Trocek gloves it down, drops it to his feet, skates in, uh, and then tried a look-away shot and just couldn't get the puck past Kachetkov's left pad. And that was a huge save. There was a follow-up save there as well. Uh, but that might have been a guy just hitting Kachetkov with the puck, which also works and counts as a save. Um, but Kachetkov was great tonight, and he really was great in Toronto. Uh, and this is what Carolina needs. And in this four-game winning streak, there's only been one of the four games that really look the way Carolina wants it to look. And I'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing. I've asked Rod Brindamore that before. I think he would rather know what he's going to get. But at 5-on-5, five five, Carolina wasn't better than the Rangers tonight. Not through four, not through 40 minutes. Uh, the last 20, oh yeah. That was the Hurricanes putting their foot on the necks of the Rangers at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, but ultimately, tonight's game was about Kachetkov, the power play, and the penalty kill. That's what it's that what it's what it was tonight. The power play, special teams, and Kachetkov are why the Hurricanes won tonight, why they won in Toronto, why they won in Nashville. It's been and again, I'm not sure that's great because the Hurricanes calling card, bread and butter to use a different cliche, is five on five play. And we haven't seen great five-on-five play in this stretch as Tripp and I talked about before the game. The Montreal game was the best five-on-five game they've played through this four-game post-Santa Claus winning streak. But at this point, as long as you have the elements you need and when you talk about advancing in the playoffs, what do you need? You need good special teams. Penalty kill, power play. Check, check. You need good goaltending check right now that's what they're getting the five on five game will come it will come back because it is what they it's not their identity a uh, couple of accolades before I talk about maybe one or two more things three assists for Brady Shea tonight uh, another assist for Sebastian Ajo he's got uh, points in five straight Andre Svechnikov two goals and um, he's now got, I think, multiple points in five straight. I think something like that. Um, anyway, uh, the Hurricanes are getting their big boys cranked up. Uh, and again, I talked about uh, Kachetkov. Um, something that I noticed this evening that I thought was kind of uh, fun and that is, remember a couple of years ago, the line was Martinuk. It was Martinuk. Might have known. It was Fost, Stahl, and Niederreiter. That was the line. And Martinuk was kind of deployed elsewhere. And uh, just he was brought around to kind of get people going. He was. He's also had some injury issues. And we thought, man, how are we going to replace Nino Niederreiter on that line? Well, they didn't, really. They just decided to put Jesper Fast on that line, lean into it, uh, and just become a possession, grind you into a bloody uh, pulp kind of a line. But over the last four games now, with Seth Jarvis skating with Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martinuk, 
it does kind of remind me of that. And I think Seth is really, really natural playing alongside the captain and Martinuk. Because Seth plays a lot of that game. That's part of his game. And it's really cool to see this kid just, I think he's embracing this. I think he loves playing this way. The only worry that I've got with the way this is whole, this has all played out is I just hope it doesn't hurt him offensively. But then you get back to the point where they've got the puck all the time. So it should create more opportunities for Seth. And I think we're going to start seeing a a, a Stahl, Martinuk, Jarvis trio start to pump in some goals here. It's good to see Martinuk get on the score sheet again. Uh, I thought Jordan was awesome tonight. I thought that whole line, I, was, I thought that was Carolina's best line tonight, which probably isn't that big a surprise uh, given the way that they play. But I love watching Jarvis play on that line. And again, I think he is very much a natural fit there. Um, Aho, Teravainen, and Svechnikov, I didn't do it in the right order. Uh, the SAT line I thought was good tonight. I thought uh, there were some not-so-great moments from that line. I thought there were more uh, puck management issues with Andre a little bit tonight, just like we have with Martin Natchez often. Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi was a mess at some points in early in the game, but I think everybody got better. Uh, but I didn't think at 5-on-5 five five it was a great night for the Ajo, Svechnikov, Teravonin line. Uh, but you're not always going to have a great night, and I do think they were matched up against Panarin and Trocek uh, and uh, who else was out there uh, with them. But So they, I think they got kind of uh, uh, matched tonight in terms of five-on-five five play, but there's still so much dynamic play from, especially right now, Svechnikov and Ajo. Those guys are right now feeling it together. And I think Ajo did talk about it. It bleeds over into the power play. Their their natural chemistry at this point, which hopefully will continue, uh, does look like it has kind of bled into the power play, which is making the power play even better. The Ajo passed to Svechnikov on the first power play goal. I'm sorry, on the second power play goal was just, it was a thing of beauty. And what I liked most about it is it looked like Andre maybe drifted back a little bit just to create the lane because it looked like uh, the Rangers had closed off that diagonal pass. But I think Andre just kind of backed up and opened up a little bit more. And there was a ton of room for Andre to rip it one time past Shesterkin to make it 2 nothing. And what a backbreaking goal that is for the Rangers to allow. Uh, because after the Hurricanes' power play goal, it made it one nothing early on, the Jack Drury goal. Um, and boy, he has been dynamite. Um, after that, I thought the Rangers carried the play for the better part of the period. Got a power play of their own. Didn't do much with it. Um, or anything with it, really. Got one shot, but I don't think really was all that dangerous. Um, 
but I thought they were the better team the rest of the first period. And then Carolina gets the power play late, and they cash in on it. And these are the things that have happened to Carolina in the past that is so cool to see them do to other teams, especially one as good as the Rangers. Uh, so I thought the, sc- the score line after 20 minutes was deceiving. I mean, Carolina does have two goals, but, I mean, I, they weren't better necessarily than the Rangers. Shot totals pretty much told you that. Uh, Rangers dominated in shots, shot attempts, all of that, scoring chances, other than Carolina's power play. Because Carolina had a bunch of good chances on the power play. Everything was on the power play tonight, in terms, especially early on, in terms of their scoring opportunities. Um, and then in the second period, I thought it was a really sloppy first five minutes. There were some giveaways, the Kachetkov save on Trocek, which was awesome. Um, and then the Rangers score, make it 2-1. But the immediate response, and again, to me, we would always say it this way. We would be, well, this guy gave the puck away. If it was a Hurricanes goal allowed, they should they, they should have been better here. I mean, Igor Shosturkin was his own worst enemy. He didn't handle the puck well tonight at all. Uh, gave the puck away a couple of times, especially right after the first Hurricanes goal. The Drury power play goal made it one nothing. Shosturkin gave the puck away, uh, and Sebastian Ajo nearly set up Andre Svechnikov to make it 2 nothing. Could have been 2 nothing Carolina inside of two and a half minutes. It was just, he was not great with the puck tonight. Um, but the the first period was, at best, it was even. I actually think the Rangers were probably slightly better. Second period got off to a slow start. It's 2-1. But then the Shesterkin giveaway to Jordan Stahl, who gave it to Jordan Martinuk, that made it 3-1. I thought that game, that goal, other than, yeah, you want to answer as quickly as possible, I thought, it, I thought it just settled Carolina down. Now, it wasn't like they were great the rest of the period, but they weren't a mess the rest of the period. Yes, did the Rangers have some opportunities? They did. And by the way, sneaky good defensive games from Brent Burns, who made a bunch of good defensive plays with a stick, and Dmitry Orlov. Back-checking on Blake Wheeler absolutely saved a goal. Absolutely saved a goal. To get your stick in the way there, just to deflect that pass, uh, good on you, Dmitry Orlov, who did, by the way, I guess need repairs at some point. I think he took a puck to the like uh, upper. I don't know. He might have lost a tooth for all we know. Uh, looked like he took the puck right in the uh, in the below the nose. Uh, anyway, um, there was so through through two periods, Carolina was at best eh, not quite as good as the Rangers. I thought at five on five anyway, but it was three one. What do you do in the third? And when they came out in the third, they came out like the Carolina Hurricanes, and they sat on the Rangers. And that's Hurricanes hockey. What we saw in the third period is Hurricanes hockey. That was suffocating defense. Um, that was absolutely limiting the Rangers' scoring opportunities. There just wasn't much there in the third period. In fact, according to Natural Stat Trick, in the third period, uh, in all situations, the Rangers had just two scoring chances. Just two. Remember, they started the period on the power play. Um, and there was no pulling the goalie situation tonight because the game got out of hand early on. 
uh, but the Rangers got outshot in terms of attempts, 22-13 in the third period. So Carolina saved their best period for last. And for the most part, again, everything was built for the Hurricanes on special teams in the first couple of periods. But again, that Martinuk goal, and then right after you killed a penalty to have Jalen Chatfield score through traffic in front set by Martinuk, uh, and then Svechnikov steal the puck and bring that in uh, and make it 5-1 right away. I mean, we're, we're, we've basically played three minutes of the third period, and the game is over. Uh, and that's in, all of that is encouraging when you're not playing your best, but you have the lead. It would be easy to, be, to try to be protective, but Carolina went out and attacked the third period like you're supposed to do, like great teams do. So I wonder if we are not seeing the bones now kind of reveal itself of the team we thought we were going to see at the beginning of the season. Now, none of it will matter if you don't keep doing it. Uh, And again, I wish we had seen better five-on-five play in this four-game run because we really haven't other than the game against Montreal. But until that does return, just let the power play and the penalty kill and the goaltending keep cooking. Now, what we're going to see, Canes will be in Washington on Friday. That'll be Kachetkov. Saturday, they'll be home. And off the top of my head, I forgot who they play, but I'll get it in a second. Uh, and my guess is that'll be Auntie Ranta's game. Um, I guess you could use Kachetkov. It's uh, in, uh, in Washington on Friday, home against St. Louis. Uh, and my guess that will be an Auntie Ranta experience. And then, although you could use Kachetkov in back-to-back, wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened. Because uh, you get four days off. The Hurricanes will play Friday, Saturday, and then not again until Thursday the following week. I guess they're just giving the Rangers time to catch up in the standings in terms of uh, total games played. Uh, but, you know, we'll, uh, this has been a good run. Been a very good run, and I think you'll uh, you'll probably see Ron to play against St. Louis on Saturday night at PNC Arena. Uh, but there's so many cool things uh, going on. I mentioned I, I I wrote this down. I don't think I used it in the broadcast. Um, the impact that Jalen Chatfield has had on Dmitry Orlov. Orlov was a minus seven player. Minus seven. I'm sorry. Is minus seven. He was a minus eleven until now. Twenty. I think it's twenty one games now. That Chatfield has started opposite Orloff on the third defensive pairing. And Orloff is a minus seven now. So without Chatfield, he was a minus 11. With Chatfield, he's a plus four. Very rudimentary. Hard to tell anything uh, in really a small sample size. But just using a stat as basic as plus minus Chatfield has had a very positive impact on Dmitry Orlov. Now, remember our conversation pre Santa Claus. Um, he's still not worth $7.75 million. So there is that to think about, but 
without getting too crazy and wrapped up in the dollars involved, if I told you that Dmitry Orlov was simply going to be your left-sided third-pair defenseman all season long and you didn't know how much he made, you'd go, oh, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Orlov's got value uh, being uh, being on the ice playing 15, 16 minutes a night. Um, we still need to see a little bit more offense from Orlov, um, but I thought he was good tonight defensively. So a uh, lot of good things uh, that we saw tonight. Uh, and again, the first four-game winning streak all season long. Now can you repeat it? Take uh, take a couple of days off. They'll pro- I think they're going to come back to Raleigh. What's well, today's Tuesday? Uh, and then practice. They might not even practice tomorrow. They may just practice on Thursday and then fly out after that. Probably won't even skate on Friday in Washington. Uh, but I think you'll see Pyotr Kachetkov and the Hurricanes, I think, probably feel like they owe the Capitals one. Capitals did win tonight in Pittsburgh 4-3. Uh, but looks like to me that Carolina's probably weathered their storm a little bit. Uh, not quite playing the way they want to play, the way Rod Brindamore wants them to play, but it does look like they've kind of weathered it. Uh, and I think they've come out on the other side. I think they have a confident goaltender right now. Uh, who's playing very well, who deserves to be a confident goaltender. Uh, And he's also, at the same time, super fun. Super, super fun. Uh, And with that said, let me just kind of uh, uh, go through a couple of things here. Uh, Doug points out Freddie was supposed to soon start skating. It was reported in mid-December. What Doug is referring to is my conversation with Don Waddell, who told me that Freddie would start skating uh, within a week to 10 days. And yeah, I don't know if it started or not. Uh, he's not practicing, uh, but I'll find out if he's on the ice. Uh, but I always said the earliest that Anderson would return would have been early February, but it's probably going to be closer to March. This was always supposed to be uh, a long-term issue. Um uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of talk, obviously, about uh, Pyotr Kachetkov. Uh, do you think, Adam, this is from uh, Long Transaction. All right. Uh, do you think the Canes will trade bunting, or is that just speculation? Um, I heard Elliot Friedman talk about it in 32 Thoughts, the podcast, that uh, the Hurricanes had, I don't know that they were, uh, shopping bunting? Because I don't think they were shopping bunting. I think teams were, have been inquiring about bunting. And I think the team that Elliot Friedman uh, specifically mentioned uh, today, or at least on the latest podcast, uh, and I will say that he did so without actually naming them, uh, was Pittsburgh. Would Pittsburgh be interested in Michael Bunting? I don't think Carolina is interested in giving up Michael Bunting unless they were to get something that they absolutely had to have. And I don't know what the Penguins have that the the Hurricanes absolutely want to have. I just don't. So uh, I don't think it would be there. Now, this again, for me, is just a pipe dream. uh, And I was looking at... Uh, the fourth period today, uh, and I love those guys, Dave, and um, I mean they just do such a such a great job. Um, but 
they had Elias Lindholm as the number one target on the trade tracker. And I believe the first team listed under teams are inter- teams that are interested, the Carolina Hurricanes. In my veins. In my veins. I think that Elias Lindholm is the missing piece. I do. I think that if you went into... Uh, the last three months of the season. Aho, Lindholm, Stahl, Drury. Down the middle. Not sure that's not the best set of centers in the league. Gives you a right-handed center. It gives you somebody who plays uh, in the middle of the ice. Gives you somebody that plays a little bit of a little bit of grit and snarl. Gosh. And I believe you could re-sign Lindholm to a five, six-year deal. He's certainly not an older player. Uh, He was drafted 10 years ago um, when he was 18. I mean, you you can get a good six years out of Elias Lindholm. Is he super fast? No. I think he is dynamite, and you put him in the right situation with this head coach. Yeah. Um, Not sure the front office really digs him, though. But, depending on what you have to give up, I'd do it in a minute. I do. I believe Elias Lindholm is the missing is the missing piece for this team. Um, but we'll see what happens uh, over time. I still think they need to get a goaltender. Uh, but right now, given pretty good health, uh, I like the way the roster shapes up. And I love the way Seth Jarvis is playing with the, head, with the, uh, the captain and Jordan Martinuk. All right. Uh, we're going to jump out of here. Um, oh, yeah, one more thing. Aho and Teravainen. Aho, Teravainen, Svechnikov. I think I mentioned it at the very beginning. I don't think it was great tonight, but I don't think it matters that it has to be great every night. If they're getting on the score sheet in some way, shape, or form, and Aho and Svechnikov have now done this in five straight, let it cook, man. Let it go. If it doesn't work, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you. But man, having those guys together, Svechnikov and Aho together, playing well, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Not quite as attractive as watching Pyotr Kachetkov pin Mika Zibanejad behind the net against the wall. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're
We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hannon's crew do a great job. You should check them out online for all of your exterior home improvement needs. And why not? AluminumCompany.com. Best customer service in the industry, maybe any industry, uh, and you can rely on them. They're wonderful people. Uh, So with all of that said, uh, rate, like, subscribe, caress, fondle, apologize, Uh, whatever you need to do. Make sure this podcast shows up automatically wherever you get your podcasts. You know we're always here after the games on um, the Canes Corner podcast page on YouTube. Thank you very much for allowing me a few games uh, off so I could kind of spend some cue time uh, with my 15-year-old at a soccer showcase in Florida, which went reasonably well, not great. They didn't win the showcase, uh, but they played uh, played great the last two games, if you care. And my son saved the penalty, so that was good. Um, but it was cool. I watched the games, and I even tweeted about them. I just didn't work, and that was okay. Uh, all right, so we'll see everybody Friday, Canes and the Caps, uh, to wrap up this three-game road trip. Excuse me as I'm fighting... I couldn't fight back the cough anymore. All right. We'll see everybody on Friday. Uh, Ciao. Shouts to Adelaide and Perth and Dublin and Alaska and wherever you are listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. See you Friday. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.